Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. A place of our own without a lot of parents peering down our back. Radio worth watching. Oh, take a look. Making his way down it. Approaching ringside from Glasgow, Scotland. Weighing 232 pounds. I love the bagpipes. I used to play them bagpipes. One time I lived in a tenement, and tenements are like like uh, 30-story apartment buildings. There'd be like 200 families in them, and there'd be five in five blocks. And I had to practice the bagpipes. So what they made me, I, I don't, can't remember, like 420. They'd put me on the balcony. And I'd play my bagpipes for hours. And on Sunday afternoon, all the other tenements would come out and barbecue and listen to me play That's my cool. bagpipes. How old are you? Yeah. Jinx, not ten, going to. <laughs> ten, twelve, jinx. Ten, eleven, twelve years old. Wow. And I'd play and practice and all. The, and then the balcony is just like, you know, eight feet one way or the other. And I, anyway, welcome That's to cool. Rod Pod, man. Toadhop.com. Toadhopnetwork.com. Uh, I am so excited, and it's hard to do that anymore. That's my wife. <laughs> uh, there's so much to do. Uh, we got Gabriel Iglesias. Awesome. Uh, and you Fluffy. know what, man? Fluffy, and I don't know the guy. I never met the guy. Um, so funny. One of the best stand-up yeah. comics. This is what I've heard. Good actor, too, man. Magic Mike. Magic yeah. Mike. What was it? Magic Mike. And he also did, like, a, a season uh, up. What was it? Revolution on Comedy Central. Yep. Uh and got like the highest ratings or whatever, which brings me to I got hot day. I'm all over the place. Wait a second. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Rob. How is everybody today? It is a feel like Orson Welles and the Martians are coming. I'm going to Scotland. Yeah, that's so cool. In uh, I leave tomorrow at six ten in the morning. Okay, how I'm going to do? That, I don't know. I'm picking up my son Colt. Oh, that's so cool. We're going to Scotland. We arrive. We're going to go to Glasgow. We arrive in Glasgow. Get this. I'm doing a rod pod from Glasgow, oh, wow. Scotland. <laughs> that is it's cool. done. That makes okay. it extra official. Oh, yeah. it's going to be so cool. They're taking us to the castles in Edinburgh. I said this to them. They want me to come over there and fight uh, the 25th of uh, August in Perth. I said, listen, if you bring my son. And bring us in like eight days before and tour us around and show us like the dungeons, the torture chambers. I want to meet William Wallace personally. <laughs> Freedom! And, oh, yeah. and the pipe bands and the uh, Dundee uh, military tattoo and all through that. They, they're doing it. That's and awesome. so... And I'm going to buy Colt. He doesn't know it yet. And uh, If it's a surprise, don't yeah, well, yeah, 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 tell him. I well, his like secret is that I don't want to know about. I feel like I'm just talking to you guys. Yeah. I don't realize that sometimes I'm, I'm getting a kilt. I said, no, I'm getting him his first kilt. That's cool. Oh, that's badass. Oh, it's a big time. And you know the tartan that he's getting? It's right in the official tartan book. It's called the Rowdy Roddy Piper Tartan. And it's All a right. kilt I wore in the first WrestleMania. That's it cool. is you, so cool. Yeah. Do you know who you're fighting at over there? Not a clue. No. Not a clue. <laughs> I the prime did. minister. The prime, that, okay, so I go from Scotland, and I'm like eight days in Scotland, and one of the guys' names there is Freedom, actually, I think. Anyway, should anyway, be. Yeah, should be. If they're not, they can capitalize it. 
capitalize on it. And then we come from Scotland. Get this. And today, again, I spoke with the with the prime minister of Aruba. The prime minister, and they've got billboards all over the island that I'm coming. Wow. I'm, I'm so far over my head. You know when they can pre-hype you so much you can never live up to it? I'm dead meat. But I don't care. It's Shark Week. I fight a shark. I fight a shark. So I'm going to do a rod pod with the prime minister of Aruba. Wow. That's, That's cool. You know, and ask him things like... Um, so you ever throw beer bottles at signs at 60 miles an hour while driving? <laughs> Only oh, empty yeah. ones, Mr. Prime Minister. Uh, <laughs> now, I go from Aruba to Newfoundland. That's a trip, man. Okay, <laughs> canoe. And, and there's a good, one guy. I Holy cow, I was young, man. I used to live with Mad Dog Vachon in uh, Shadiac, which is in uh, New Brunswick. And... Um, there was a guy from Newfoundland. Uh, his name was Stompin' Tom Connors, hugely famous there. And he was a country and western singer, wore black, 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 and he stomped his foot so hard that he would literally stomp through stages. Whoa. So they finally made him buy a piece of plywood every place he went, and he had to put the plywood under his right foot, and he'd stomp, boom, boom. I used to buy the bills, the boats. I used to buy the sails, the mice, the buys that catches the fish, and bring them home to Liza. Oh, Liza dear, she fetches the fish, Liza, in the morning. Liza dear, she fetches the fish for breakfast in the morning. Well, and we drink screech. <laughs> I get, I oh, get, they speak a different language. Screech. Oh, you don't know what screech no, is? No, no idea. You but I don't watch you want do that to. <laughs> Baby Jesus, screech. I don't know. I think they, they distill it in a bull's ass and or an elk's ass up there or a moose. And it's the nastiest whiskey I have ever had. And that, they call it screech. I wow. spent a week with stomping Tom Connors, drinking screech, and stomping about I used to be used to abuse the boats. That's a Maybe that's what level. they gave Dustin oh. Diamond and gave him that stupid face and <laughs> say by the bell. Huh? <laughs> I know. I know. And yeah. it's like... So, and then I go from there to Montreal, where, um, that's where Mad Dog is from. And I will see the butcher, Paul Vachon, there. That's his brother? That's his brother, yeah. And uh, then from Montreal, I go to uh, New York for a couple of days. Oh, that's cool. And I just came from uh, uh, doing Raw. And I, I get this. I heard this. It's pretty cool. Uh, when uh, Piper's Pit segment came on, it bumped up uh, half a million people. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I'm so proud of my fans, man. They, uh, they're so great. Um, and I had like Chris Jericho, um, The Miz, uh, and this kid, uh, Dolph Ziggler. And you know, they were so wonderful and respectful. It, I'm just... Uh, you know, good for you guys. And uh, Chris Jericho, uh, he has a rock and roll band. I don't know if it's rock and roll. He's got a band that he's playing with, and he's doing all kinds of stuff. And uh, there's SummerSlam is coming. I go, you know, last year, SummerSlam, Steve, remember we had all the comedians. I was at the comedy store, right? So all the comedians, they want to go to SummerSlam. Yep. Okay. There's two of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went. Okay, so so they're all like us. All right, all right. We get them to SummerSlam. And while you guys are at SummerSlam, 
In the afternoon, I went to the comedy store and played the piano. That's awesome. <laughs> on Sunset Boulevard. Oh. You know, Rod, you mentioned that The Miz was on uh, the one that you just did at the, yeah. for, the, for um, excuse me, Piper's Pit. So how that he's one of the guys that they're saying has like a lot of the the gusto, you know, to be able to speak. How how was he with you? I mean, he was, you know, um, uh, he's good. Yeah, yeah, because he's 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 got that bite, and he's and you know uh, as. It can be intimidating to go on Piper's bed. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. Ask but... me when I did my first rod pot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, how scared were you? First when time he, I met him? No, when he, at the rod pod last week. Oh, out of my mind. With the kid, I was ready to start pushing people out of the way. Yeah. When you were talking about that guy that yeah. created an incident. The incident. Oh, well, yeah, the rumors he, guy. It was the, the rumors, rumors guy. guy. Yeah, when he, he looked, when he looked at us, thank God beforehand, he goes... Don't be scared. Had he, not, had he not said that to me, I would have jumped out the fucking window. I tell you, rumor, and now there's this thing trending. Uh, Piper's Pit was trending worldwide after I did Raw, but there's this thing trending with like rumors. Uh, I, I, it was something like uh, Pipe, one of them was uh, rumor. Piper's got a bear skin rug. Uh, it's alive. It's just too afraid to move. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Piper's uh, saving baby seals because it's shark. Well, yeah, just anyway, silly, silly stuff. Rumors. Uh, but, but you know, I, I don't want. I want to take the high road and uh, in the show here. I'm so. I want to get to Gabriel Iglesias, but just a second. Uh, I got to do all the business that we got to do because I really love this show. I love you guys. You are so cool. Uh, Christian, you got uh, the schmoes, yeah. and you know, we're trying to get 60,000 registered voters on YouTube. Yeah, we have to get 60,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's uh, <laughs> youtube.com <laughs> slash schmoes no. You, what is it? YouTube.com slash schmoes no. Okay, so uh, 60,000 convicted people. <laughs> yeah, we, we, need, we definitely have a bunch of those already. So, and, John. And, uh, I know, Steve, you just came off tour. Um, yeah, where, just, where were you? I, well, I just did the, the Bray Improv last week, and there were some uh, Rod Pod people out there, which was Dad, nice. Oh, There's a few fans there you already. Know, I'm going to try to have, uh, I'm going to try to have fans actually come in the studio we'll start picking them and come nice. in the studio okay That'd be and awesome. so you can start twitting i got gabriel and glaciers just hang on i gotta get through this i'm so excited yeah, me too <laughs> you know and us i do exactly what i want to do <laughs> 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 and that's how i get fired yeah. you know <laughs> Five successful times. I was rookie of the year four years in a row. That's true. I don't know how they feel. Only that. you. I guess. So, like, it's old school, new rules. What I dig about this on, uh, you know, Toad Hop Network is uh, they're honest. Like, I, they let me do anything I want to. There is no rules, no FCC, no SPCA, no, <laughs> just just roll with it. And I'm going to create, I'm getting into it, and once I get into something, you know, baby Jesus, you know, here we go. And I love doing this. I, I might even, well, I, I don't know. I might fight one more time. I might not. I, I don't know. I don't know that part. Uh I know, though, that every time you think, oh, you've got all the answers, I'm going to change the questions. Yeah, I'm never going to stop doing that. Uh, and with the Piper's Pits and stuff, you know, I might start even doing something with the fat. Anyway, I get, I get carried away. Um, I get this also. Uh, October the 12th, I'll be married 30 years. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. She's got to be amazing. tough, huh? Yeah, and you know what? 
um, I'm going to get remarried. And I asked my son, Colt, to be the best man. Oh, that's cool. oh dude. So would, he, would he wear the kilt? Uh, would he wear the kilt? Oh, yeah. 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 Awesome. You bet. Awesome. And so I'm doing this tour that's going to take me up till something like September 23rd. And then, uh, boom, October 12th, I'm getting married. And then I'm going to do, I'm getting married. Uh, just when I say it, it's just, it's just the hair on the <laughs> back, back of my head. Get up. How stupid can you be? You're free. Run, run, run. Anyway, we got Gabriel Iglesias. Now, Gabriel Iglesias came with a, a squad of guys. So, you know, obviously he's watched Piper's been a few times. So, <laughs> so I want you to be Ace, Christian. Uh, yeah. you know? And uh, he has got the cast. Ace is the only guy that had a broken arm for two years. <laughs> And Steve, you know what you and I got to do one time is my, like, one of my son-in-laws is a Green Beret, the other is a captain in the Army. He got wounded, and uh, I love you, Alan. Uh, get better for us. And I want to go, and I've never done it, and entertain the troops. That would be amazing. They well, would wouldn't, it, uh, wouldn't, I don't know how many times you've been there. Wouldn't it be fun? And, uh, all wrestling fans over there. Like, whenever I start to do my jokes about watching wrestling, the place goes nuts. That, do they, yeah. But maybe they, they don't I was know going, who I am. I became no. friends with Rowdy, Rowdy <laughs> Piper. Yeah. Do like they I, know? Yeah, man. Everybody knows. Ah, uh, it's so cool, man. So I'd love to do that. And I hope that Gabriel Iglesias doesn't know that I played La Cucaracha for the Mexican National Anthem in the Olympic Auditorium. You know, I don't know if he knows that. He's a huge wrestling fan. <laughs> Is he? Well, yeah. I hear he's huge. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all right, let's go, right, guys. Wherever he, he's got, they got him locked up in a sealed proof. Uh, Gabriel. Oh, it's his intro music. That's his intro music. Gabriel Iglesias. Amazon. Oh, well, okay. Amazon. Okay, this is what I got to do. Thank you very much. My, my producer, Justin Edbrook, which without him, none of this would be possible. Uh, he got me here. And you know what? He stuck with me. I broke my neck. I wrestled for four months with broken neck. He stuck with me. He stuck with me through a bunch of stuff. Justin's the best. Yeah. He's, He's Paul Orndorff. He's Paul Orndorff. Mr. Wonderful. One of the things that I never, you know, I'm, I'm Roddy Piper. I, I like wrestling matches. RI9-5171. Well, this one is, what you got to do is, if you want something from Amazon, like, mm -hmm. which I guess they sell everything from pencils to Heidi Flights. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, there goes that uh, sponsor. <laughs> and you go to Toad Hop Network, and it's got a Rod Pod thing. And you just click on it, and you buy anything you want from Amazon. Now, here's the deal. If you don't like it, if you, if you got any problems with it, you call the show, and you tell me. I will go personally and get your money back. I and you know what? Because it's my show. I ain't back on nothing I don't believe in. And if there's a problem, so you go to Rod Pod and Am you want something from Amazon, right? Doesn't cost you a dime. And it'll have an Amazon thing at Rod Pod on Toadopnetwork.com. And you just click it and you buy whatever you want to buy. You get anything. You get anything yeah. you want to get. Yeah. And what that does is my youngest daughter wants to go to college and she's looking <laughs> at Harvard. Okay. That's awesome. And you know what she wants to be? A psychologist. Uh -oh. <laughs> Janitorial work doesn't suit you. You know, no, because she never cleans up her damn room. Well, you can buy a broom and a mop on Amazon, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you got to buy it through Rotpot. That's right. You know, That's and right. just click it there, and, like, it really helps me, and it makes my show work and keeps things together. And then, like, that game. Um, Gamefly. Uh, Gamefly. Gamefly. Yeah. 
You know what's so cool about that? I, uh, you know, being with my son, you go on YouTube, you can see him and I play a wrestling game. He picks The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you pick me? I'm your dad. Yeah. So, you know, I picked me. And, uh, and then he won. I was with The Rock on one, uh, Raw 1000, and I really didn't know the guy. And you know what, man? I had everybody sign a T-shirt, and I wore it on, on, on Raw, a 1000 episode. And the guy comes up to me, man, and The Rock says, because, like, you know, like he's done so great. He says, you know, you were my hero when I was a kid. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Thanks, man. Just thanks. Nothing more than that. That's just really cool. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I want to get Gabriel in here. I'm, I'm, my producer's going to get mad at me if I don't. There's so many more people, to, sponsors and stuff. I can't get to them. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you. All the way from Mexico, <laughs> the fluffy guy himself, Gabriel Indonesia. Oh, holy cow, how beautiful. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for coming down. Thank you. You're beautiful. Come on over here and have a seat. Hello, sir. What you mean? Hi. Alfred Ivan. And what was your name again? Holy God, you got hot rod t-shirts on. How cool is this? And by the way, in case you're wondering, I brought these two stunt Mexicans just in case you wanted to hit somebody over the head with a coconut. I got my one guy right there. You got two hands, bro. Two stunned Mexicans. Two stunned Mexicans. It's the Mexican Sheikh and Volkov. I know. Did you say I was from Mexico? Well, you know, they say I'm from Glasgow. You know, I'm just working on it. Just working on it. Where are you from? I'm actually from the capital of Mexico, which is crazy that you knew that. Well, Los Angeles. Hey, he's got more where that came from, folks. Yeah, uh, this I'm from Mexico. Alfred, hey, give me the intro. This is I'm from Mexico. Real, hey, hey, real quick, I brought my own ring announcer too. <laughs> all right, all right. Directo de Long Beach, California, Mexico, el gran campeón Gabriel el Fluffy Iglesia. I was doing that way before Del Rio. Uh, <laughs> is it just me or does Del Rio sound like Puss in Boots? Uh, <laughs> Same guy, right? Same guy. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's just Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Yeah. I was in the parking lot stretching with DDP. <laughs> that's the kind of day I'm having right now. He's a pain in the ass, isn't he? I love him, but... That's exactly got... what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cook. those letters in there, man. D and P. And he wants me to do that damn yoga, and he's all over my ass. You know what he says? He says, I'd rather you snort coke than drink coke. No, brother, no, you don't, no, no. Put some whiskey with that, and it's just, you know, and get out of jail free card, and uh, we'll have a ball. Uh, okay. This is pretty cool. I need to bring I'm, I'm, I'm geeking out right now myself. Uh, no, I got I got. Because they're like, no, nah, man, he's a big fan. No, are you kidding just, me? I'm a big fan. He goes, no, he's a big fan. No, who's wearing the shirt? <laughs> You're fluffy. By the way, uh, I got I got bootleg shirts in the parking lot. Yeah. If you want. <laughs> yeah, wow, where did you find a five X hot rod shirt? <laughs> well, actually, where did you find a five X hot rod shirt? I made it. You had the shirt. I have shirt. I have my own uh, clothing company, so don't worry, I only made four. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, you can make one. Yeah. 
You have <laughs> one right now. <laughs> Holy cow, man. So you made Hot Rod Church. Well, just just to cool. be here today, yeah. No, don't worry. Yeah, no. <laughs> you already give me that same look people give me at the swap meet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Holy cow. Baby Jesus. Now, do you know Stephen Swan? Yeah. Yeah, for a long time. And you know Christian? A long time ago. We haven't, I haven't been in the stand. I saw him by the time. fridge. Yeah, we, we met sure? by the fridge. <laughs> we met by the fridge. <laughs> so, you know that uh, I they stuck me in the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard just to fuck you guys up. Yeah. <laughs> and I would go there and... You'd be the worst heckler <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think you're so bad, why don't you come up here? Uh-oh. Shit! <laughs> It became like my frat house. I love you guys. There's so much that you you guys, what you do for a living, and what I do for a living that that meets being on the road. And, there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of parallels. Thank you. I didn't know the word. <laughs> I got a dictionary. You know, you're right. <laughs> That's my but, one big but, word of the day. <laughs> and, I like, and I understand that uh, that uh, you had to work hard. Get, like you're, I don't know if you know this, but like a lot of people know you. You're a big name. Did you know this? I, I get around. You get around. Yeah, I'm you, like a you know? hooker with a van. I'm nonstop, <laughs> <laughs> all day, all night. And where, like, where did you start? Where did you start your? Uh, I started April 10th, 1997, in Long Beach. You can remember the day. Oh yeah. Baby Jesus. That's the day I quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day you quit your job and went on. That takes a lot of guts, man. Yeah, I got I got uh, I got evicted from my uh, from my apartment. The repo guy was looking for my car. I had to sleep in my uh my brother's balcony. Your brother's uh, balcony? Yeah. I couldn't sleep in the actual... Would he not let you in? Was it he a... was an apartment manager, and he was always uh, getting on people's cases for having too many people in the apartment, so he so wanted to show an the... example <laughs> that in so case you come over to... in the balcony? He would put me to sleep in the balcony wow. with, a, with a pigeon. I can put you to sleep uh, <laughs> with a pigeon. And you actually slept on a balcony? I slept on a balcony for a whole summer. And then my sister well, it's a good thing it was in the summertime, I guess. My worst, yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't a good thing. I slept in a gym. I was just telling that the other day, and I, I painted all the weights, the wrong numbers. Do you remember, like, superstar Billy Graham? Yeah. Remember, and I painted all the weights, the wrong numbers, like the 80-pound dumbbells. I painted, like, 65 pounds. And when they came in, they were going, like, you know. Man, I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> and, then, and then they figured out, and that, but that's another show. Beat the shit out of me, they did. Uh, baby Jesus, man. I just. <laughs> Magic Mike. Oh, wow. Here we go. Magic yeah. Mike, the new movie. You just did a movie, Magic Mike. Yeah, with uh, Channing Tatum and I did Matthew a movie in 1988. <laughs> they live? They live. Yeah, uh, how do you know this? I've been a fan a long time. Uh, then, then my my buddy's got a uh, you know Rod, Roddy Piper doll, and I actually guessed the year that's on uh, on your butt. <laughs> I go, I go. That doll right there came out in either eighty four, eighty five, and sure enough, eighty four. Yeah. Oh, let, let me see. Real deal. I had those. Thank you. No, That's you know a lot of the paint just wore out on the butt. What have you been doing to this doll? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like yeah. that one there. You see that? My, my my buddy's been beating up Mr. T dolls with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fan. Who's uh, a fan? Uh, that, you know, geez, man. There must be like third out of thirty different kinds. This is like that was the hardcore one. Like this is a hardcore. Yeah. This is a real deal here. And that's the first generation. Yeah, is this I, the first I, I, yeah generation? that's the first one that came Did out. Did you have one of these? I, I, yeah, yeah, that one and that, those are the, the, the toughest one was the Andre one. 
Is that's that, the, that's that, the with the long one. hair. Yeah, is that the, the uh, first ones I had was the, was the Hot Rod one and the Andre one. Those are the two badass ones. The Hogan one was you know, everybody had that one. <laughs> the Hogan, yeah, the Hogan one had that pose. It was like in the squat position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like take a big dump. Yeah. It was like yeah. Yeah. this. Yeah. I wonder how he's doing. I haven't. You guys get along? Um, the last time I saw him, I fought him. Wait, and, uh, really? Wait, wait, yeah. but no, in the ring? Oh, yeah, yeah. In the ring or like for real? No, in the ring. Shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a parking lot, uh, brother. WC, WC, WCW, I think it was. Okay. And um, I haven't heard from him. Only thing like, I, you know, one time Jimmy Hart, we were doing something, someplace Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just called him and, um, you know, he didn't answer. <laughs> Probably I'd call her ID, I guess, you know, and I'd uh, Told him to wish his family the best and wished him the best and, you know, because you can't keep hanging on to that kind of stuff. We didn't get along. Uh, the only one thing that we had in common is uh, Hulk, uh, there was a guy named Rick Martell. Rick the Martell. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, Strike Force. Strike Force. Yeah. 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 Him and T.O. Santana. The lightning bolt in the tights. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I know that? Sorry. I'm also going back. Tito Santana had a sombrero. Yeah. You, you had an excuse. You're a magic mic. I, I shouldn't know that. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, uh, because he, Hogan, roomed with, uh, like, we used to, they didn't room. We used to would call it the called heel room. When you go to hotels, like the one guy would check in, the other guy would hide in the car, you know, like that. You know, check in as one, and then you only had to pay for one and two would heal, you know, da da da. And then you know, you know, we started making twenty five bucks a match where we could actually, you know, get the we'll get together the, yeah, and yeah, then get judged you know, at the counter. <laughs> no shit, no shit, especially two o'clock in the morning. Right? That's the worst. It's like. No. It's like, man, no. Then, uh, like, I don't think we should share the room. Shut up! I'm like, oh, great. He's yelling at me. That makes me the bitch. You know? I'm holding the kilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be really well, weird. What do you do? I blow the bagpipes. Yeah. It'd be really weird to walk in there with Mr. Fuji. Ah. Brought up Mr. Fuji, a whole different piece of work, brother. <laughs> Did you ever hear the Mr. Fuji story? Which you one? Know, which one? But when uh, Tanaka came in and tried to take his job, hmm. oh, you know, we have a... Uh, different, um, a different security system, a different alarm in our business. And back, you know, there was this guy named Gorgeous George. Have you ever remember Gorgeous George? Good for you, man. <laughs> Been a fan a you long time, see, bro. <laughs> you just see the light in your eyes. You look great. Thank you. You look great. Yeah, we've not, I've never had, I got to get it known before. I He's get. the best. No, I can just, just so you He's know, when we did a gold, show man. at the punchline for WrestleMania. Two minutes, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. Gabe and Alfred, they go to, how many WrestleManias have you been to? You're a uh, huge fan. Five now? And you're, we're going to SummerSlam on Sunday. Uh, You've been to more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how it ends. <laughs> 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 ah, shoot, man. Uh, well, we only got two minutes, but uh, Mr. Fuji, like back in the day, after Gorgeous George, things um, uh, 
the business like that got exposed. Maybe some guys were taking dives and weren't, and the business broke into territories all over the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like uh, Oregon was a territory, Frisco was a territory, LA was a territory, Oklahoma. Da, 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 da. So back in those days, like they'd have like one black guy in like uh, like Boba Brazil, mm -hmm. and like he'd headbutt and it was traditional. Okay, and then they'd have a Jap, and uh, he'd come and throw salt, you know, and that was Fuji. So uh, Tanaka. He did a movie, uh, James Bond movie, and where he, t he played the character Aja, 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 Aja. and the hat, and and he threw the hat. Taking the heads off. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Tanaka comes in the same territory. Now he got, you know, two guys throwing salt. And Tanaka goes to the, to the promoter, Roy Shires, and says, hey, listen, you know, I'm hot off the movie. Yeah, I, you know, get rid of Fuji, and, and here I am. Okay, so a Saturday, next Saturday, like comes and they weren't working. And Fuji, you know, brother Fuji was just obviously from Hawaii. You know, brother Fuji, uh, he, he hears about it and uh, he says, "Hey, bro," he says, "Come on over." He says, "You know, let's, let's sit down and eat, break bread, and share. Bring your family." And he's been sincere about it. And, and Tanaka brought his family and. And Fuji's a good cook. He makes spaghetti and meatballs and, you know, slices it all up in salad. And Tanaka comes over with his family. And they said Fuji was just a little sick that day. He didn't But he cooks for him and has some beer to watch some football. And they eat up the spaghetti and meatball. And he, got, he said, brother, I got special dessert for you. He says, and he goes and he's got a beautiful silver platter with a silver dome. And he puts it and he takes it off. And it's the head of their dog. They just ate their own dog. He says, no, brother, you got to leave. He's gone in 30 minutes. Oh, oh wow. Shit. We got to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with Fluffy, Steve, and the rest of us. Hey, my mom's calling me, bro. <laughs> True story, man. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout and save 20%. Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours live at the Canyon Club. You're doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smees, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know I mean? There's nothing like watching water run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the tasty thieves will rock the house. Heidi and Frank, After Hours, live at the Canyon Club. Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or CanyonClub.net.
fluffy Drop through fanatic Let us check out the figure Curvaceous and climatic Man, he's hotter than a tan On a Jersey Shore fanatic Mr. Fabulous and Road Trip The palm tree to your toothpick Fridge, crater, laughing, stater Cracking smiles to South Dakota Hits and giggles, instigator Fluffalicious makes it greater Show enough, yo, who's the baddest? Yo, hit them funny bones with them comedic acrobatics. Feel the force, boy. Quit all that chatter. I just get more fluffy. Hopefully the chocolate cake is fatter. Chocolate cake. Fluffy. Mm -hmm. We're Hawaii to Fresh. Yes. You got your Hawaiian shirt pressed. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's grown so milk. Tough like King Kong. Everybody stand up. Fluff it up and sing. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Who is uh? Who's your favorite Mexican wrestler? Your favorite. Who's your favorite Mexican wrestler? Favorite Mexican wrestler? Ah, yeah. uh, that probably have to be Rey Mysterio. Oh, he's good. 
I got a lot of respect for him. Has to be Rey Mysterio. He was um, different though too because he was like the smaller guy that was able. Didn't he win? Like he won, he's won the world title a mm-hmm. handful yeah. of times. Like that, that, that never incredible. happened back in the day. No, and uh, he's overcome so much. Just you know. Uh, being a, a smaller guy, yeah, but he uh, he can wrestle anybody. I have so much respect for him. He's, and you he's, believe it? You believe he can beat those people yeah, too? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he carries took on himself. Brock. Yeah, uh, yeah I yeah, just yeah. saw Brock. Hey, Brock moved to Saskatoon. Boy, he's out of his mind, man. It's like a hundred below in the wintertime in Saskatoon. I was born there. I know. He's out of his mind. Um, have you ever heard of the Guerreros? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Gory Guerrero? Mm-hmm. You have. Brother, yeah. Well, actually, no, no, no. no that, dad. That's dad. So, okay. <laughs> Let me just... I'm friends with Vicky. Are you? Yeah. She's wonderful. Wonderful lady. I wrestled every one of the Guerreros. Mondo, Chavo, Hector, uh, Gory, and Mrs. Guerrero made me chicken soup when I was sick. So I could get to the ring and they could beat me up some more. <laughs> this is true. Let me tell you what. You didn't fight the bean. You fought the whole burrito. <laughs> this is what they did. So Gory Girl, I'm wrestling here in the Olympic Auditorium, and I'm on a Spanish channel, like maybe like 52 or 34. Some used to go every place in mm-hmm. the world. Okay, where Spanish was. So Gory Girl wants me to wrestle in Juarez. All right. Okay, I'll come to Juarez. And I got a special trunks made up. I was about 19. And they were white trunks, and they came just below my knee, and they had cut-out leather bagpipes on the side of them, but they looked like cockroaches on the side of them. They looked like whoever did it, like, you know, didn't know shit about bagpipes. So now I'm in Juarez, and it's time to go, and it's in a bull ring. All right, now... They weren't very, they they didn't like me much, you know, because I had been, you know, I did an interview on a donkey with a sombrero and a carrot, and a, and a stick and a carrot with conquistadors of the Guerreros, and almost got us kicked off TV and then apologized and said, you know, because I have great respect for the Mexican people, and I, I said that I would learn to play the national anthem on my bagpipes, and when they all came to the live show, I played La Cucaracho, and they said, oh, oh baby Jesus, uh, I got killed. My first successful stabbing. And, uh, yeah, Is that the first time? Wow. That was the first time I got stabbed, yeah. I've had three successful stabbings. Okay, how did that go down? Okay, so... Who stabs you? Who saves you? Right. Where do you go? Well, all right. well, it's not like I got his name. <laughs> but what happened was I was in the ring, and Jimmy Lennon, who was the... Boxing announcer. Boxing yeah. His son, Jimmy Lennon Jr., yeah. right now. And so, <laughs> it's true. Like, I, I'd gone to Tijuana for about four days, I think, and uh, I just meant to spend the afternoon. And for some reason there... They got donkeys, and they painted them like zebras. They put black stripes. I'm not sure why. And dumb assholes like it's an, me. It's an affordable zoo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have zebras. And, oh, isn't that cool? I'll buy a ticket. And then, the, like, you get on the donkey, and they take or the zebra, I guess. Yeah. And they take a they picture. Take a picture. So I got this bright idea. Uh, so I got a donkey, and I painted him, and I put a sombrero on me, and conquistador de legreros and uh, I had a stick and a string and a carrot and you know I, I cut this promo but the president of the station didn't find it very humorous and he was going to throw us off TV 
And so I, Mike LaBelle was the promoter, and uh, he says, I got to apologize. So I got on TV and I said, I'm very sorry, you know, and that uh, the next Friday, which was the house show, or, you know, not on TV, uh, I was on the Gaita, which is Spanish for bagpipes. I guess I don't have to tell you that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, really? Rod, pick it up a little bit. Huh? Gracias, señor. <laughs> Now, anyway, uh, Jimmy Lennon, I, I said, okay, Jimmy Lennon just goes, ladies and gentlemen, rise for the Mexican national anthem. Don't say that. You know, and then, and people caught up. I'm not shitting you. Hands on their hearts. Babies, ladies. I'm going to die. <laughs> and he puts that damn mic microphone right by the chanter is where the sound comes out. And I played like a garacha, like da 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 da. And chairs that were bolted down in the Olympic <laughs> come up, and the match never got started. And here they come, you know, and like I'm punting, hitting, and I'm getting a little overrun. I made the Alamo look like a picnic. So I, <laughs> so, I shoot you. Know, so people not. started to run towards the ring in addition to the chairs? Oh, yeah, the chairs oh. was, I think, just to throw the me first off. Wave. <laughs> first wave, first incoming. Are you out there by yourself or with some other wrestlers? I well, didn't so? have a lot of friends there. Oh, man. <laughs> well, wow. I'm playing the So you're Cuba standing Rocha. there and all these Mexicans are running at you. Big time. It's like a fence, huh? <laughs> I had to throw one in there before you I did it. You. <laughs> I love you. And what they used to do is they'd have their knife and they had popcorn boxes and they'd stick the knife up in the popcorn box. Then when you come by, they get you and boom. And then they go in the crowd and the crowd would close. Like, so you're me. Ah, but like, it's a sea and there ain't no place to go. I just dove down and, you know, and, uh, so I'm in Juarez, and they're, they're, they're feeling the same way about me because the TV the night before, I hit every Guerrero, and they were bleeding and stuff. Okay, so now okay, I get to Okay, excuse me, Rod. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but wait. You got stabbed in L.A. Yeah, I got stabbed in L.A. And on. then you thought it would be a good idea to go... To Juarez. Okay. I just wanted to, uh, uh, okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss something in the translation. <laughs> Was there any point where you're like, maybe I should be a face? Maybe I could bleach my hair, take some special vitamins. Oh, the opposite. Maybe like, I'm really over now. I was never a bright kid. Did you have any backup going into Juarez? Were you like, hey, no. look, they might stab me. Could you? No, it's Juarez. It's like intense. There's no joke. Yeah, no. And here's what happened, though. When I got there, like, the wrestlers didn't like me either at all. Ugh. And I was on last. So they have an intermission just before my match. But in Juarez, in the bull ring, for I got to make it up, like, for five pesos, whatever, you can rent a pillow to sit on, okay? So intermission comes, and it rains, so all the people go, like, inside where the concession get out of the rain, but they leave their pillows. Wow. I don't know why. Time for me to come out. I come out, and you got to understand, it's a bull ring. So when I come out and I get in these people, these people, now these pillows that they bought with the rain, they're about five to seven pounds apiece, and they start hucking these pillows at me, and... Boom and boom and chavo, asshole. You know, saying something and you know, like hey, "Viva la Mexico!" Boom, boom. Shut up, man. Come on, man. Be animal. Right. 
Rattlery um, pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't very fluffy. I was a little fucker. <laughs> and, and so the, the, now I'm in trouble. Now here's the thing. A bull ring is round. And when they close the door, you try to find the dressing room door. There, there's no way to find the fuck the doggone door, and now and there's not a, like anybody showing me the way to get out. And now I'm stuck in this sea of people, and I can't find the door to the bullring. And finally, Mr. Guerrero, Gory Guerrero, had, and, and you gotta understand, I loved them, I loved them with all my heart. You know, I love Gory, I love Chavo, <laughs> Chavo, I A D D, Chavo and I with <laughs> Judo Jean LaBelle. Chavo and I, they had us motorcycle riding, <laughs> and uh, Judo Jean LaBelle was, was the toughest man in the world. Uh, not according to him, according to him, trained Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris. So Chavo's Guerrero, I'll go back to ours. Chavo Guerrero's got a, got a motorcycle. I got a motorcycle. We're climbing hills, and so we take a break. And there's this little stream. It's like about maybe three inches of water, and we're just like, okay. And Chavo jumps on the bike. Amigo, follow me. And he falls that river like seven feet down down, down the stream. It was like six feet deep. And boom. And, uh, and he fell in that water, and I laughed pretty damn hard. <laughs> Holy cow. So uh, I guess he got me back. But if it wasn't for the Guerreros coming out in Juarez, I, I would have died there. Because you can't find the door. It's round, and it's a bull ring. And, uh, but, but, you know, I got paid about $125 for it. And, they pay him pesos or dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Pillows. <laughs> anyway, take two, us, my friend. Yeah. And how old were you yeah. then, Ron? Um, oh man, you know, really stupid. Maybe uh, nineteen, wow. twenty, because I was out of the twenty, maybe out of the Olympic Auditorium, because the TV went in there, went into all those places. Was uh, that around? Sorry, was that around the same time? I saw a YouTube clip that I've been meaning to ask you about. <laughs> You smashed your head with a, a bottle, and I don't. I always want to ask you if that was a real bottle or what it was. Cause oh, you started yeah. streaming blood, and I assumed it was around the same time as that. Yeah, uh, that was um, a little bit, not long, because I went from Portland to, uh, or excuse me, from L.A. Uh, territory to the Portland, and that was Vancouver, British Columbia, and I got that from the Beast in uh, um, New Brunswick, and he had claimed that he took a bottle of beer. And smashed it over his head, and I had this with the bushwhackers. Uh, what do you guys call them? Sheep? We call them the sheep herders back then. You remember the yeah. bushwhackers? Yeah, the bushwhackers. Yeah. Hey, cousin Butch. Okay. Okay. So, but wait, 15 years to do that. Forgive me. The the match was with them, and so I needed to draw some money, and I only had this amount of time. So I smashed the bottle of beer over my head. But, but uh, the line I was trying to say is showdown, you bet I haven't even saddled my pony yet. I tried to say it about six different ways, and I couldn't get out. I was out on my feet. So when you watch it. So what happened, though, is the match in Vancouver that night, had Rick Martel was my tag partner. I was the first guy to get licked by the Bushwhackers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, man. That's where they got it from. So it's a steel cage. And I got excited, and the Bushwhackers were already in the ring. They were pulling, and I hit the ring. I started climbing that steel cage, and I'm climbing. Damn, this thing's like 30 feet up there. And I, it's wobbling, and Rick Martell's starting to follow me, and I get my leg over, and it's wobbling so much I fall off, and I fell from the top between the ropes at, onto the canvas, and my legs were up like an old whore. And <laughs> I swear to you. 
is not running. And the counselors and the bushwhackers are standing with their arms crossed, disgusted. Like, what is this idiot doing? Martel starts backing down the cage. So oh. we're in Juarez. <laughs> For the record, new whores are like that too. <laughs> anyway, um, how did how did just I want to make sure. When did you do Magic Mike, uh, the movie? When? Uh, we did Magic Mike, uh, I want to say September last year. Oh, has it come out yet? Yep. How's it doing? I did really, really good. It just released uh, overseas this week. Very cool. But I think it's already like at $120 million. Wow. So they're, they're, I, I didn't see a cent of it. Good job. <laughs> yeah, but first, good job. First, first movie, man. It's just, it was you your know. first one? Yeah. Did you like it? It was, yeah, I'm not a movie guy. And gotcha. so to be on the set versus being at a comedy club, it's like, I'm used to my routine. I yeah. get on the road. I'm either on a tour bus. I'm at a hotel. Come 7:30. Yeah. I'm at the venue. I'm backstage. I do my show. I go long if I want to. I go short if I want to. I meet people afterwards. I go drink yeah. after. Uh, That's yeah. the life I know. There and then go. to go from that to showing up at six o'clock in the morning. Here's a script. Memorize it. Okay, cool. I got it. No oh, we're going to change all of it. You got to do this now. Yeah. What all right. We're on in five minutes. Okay, we're on in five. Okay, I'll be there. And then you go on three hours later. And then they're and telling yeah. you, okay, do it like this now. Okay, now yeah. do it like this. Do it over. This, it's just. The, the acting's for free. We get paid to wait. Yeah. You know, and, that, and the other thing, a lot of actors, they are scared of live. They, a lot of actors don't, won't perform live live. And I prefer live live myself. Because uh, at least I know, I know where I'm going. I, I can guide my way, you know, uh, or if I'm just doing it on film, um, just listening to one guy, the director, and I don't know if he's taking me where I need to go or not. You know, and for me, I, I need feedback. You know, how it yeah, is. Like, I need That's I need it. a chuckle. I need right. a ha, a no, smile. Yeah, something yeah. that yeah. keeps me going. That Absolutely. makes me know exactly. I'm doing it right. You know, like if we're on a match, I never know what I'm going to do, and the the reason is, like if I I come out there, it's a feeling, and I'm sure that you're you're aware of this. It's go feeling, with your gut. You go yeah. with your gut. And like if I go out there and they're buzzing and the match before me was, you know, uh, just a crackerjack match, I'll start on a one. Mm. You know, like, whoa, because there's no place to go. Start on a one. But like if I go out there and they're sitting on their hands and they're not, I'm, I may start on an eight and bring it to a two. I, I don't know where, where I'm going to go. And Rod, it gave you, you know, he was able to work with probably one of the best directors for your first movie. One of the best directors in Hollywood is, you know, Steven Soderbergh. Like, was was he well aware of your, you know, uh, what you did? They, so they were they were already fans of, of me as a comic. That's cool. Which was really, really nice because I walked in there, even though I was a new guy, they still treated me like, hey, you know, cool, I'm glad you're in this movie. And cool. so it was, nice. it was a real nice feeling. That's they, gave, you, they gave me that. They didn't give me that whole, you know, get right. out of my way. And he let you yeah. do your thing, yeah. your character, because you could tell because, you know, when Mark and I were able to review it pretty early, we saw we knew that Gabe was in it, and your personality just comes through in that character, and, and it brought everything, you know, for your first movie, you couldn't tell. So you did a great job. It was crazy. I already caught heat for that character, too. They're Why? like, oh, great. He's a Latino. He's a playing a drug dealer. I'm uh, like, I'm not playing a drug dealer. I'm playing a DJ with connections. <laughs> <laughs> Get it straight. <laughs> so, and is that what the part was, a DJ? Yeah, I was, I was a DJ at the strip club. And I let people know because they say, you're in the movie Magic Mike. And they automatically give me this look like, you're in Magic Mike. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And before you say anything, I'm a DJ. You know? I got to see it. So did, it's, you, like, it's, did you go through the whole subtext uh, acting school? The, no. The, no, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a school guy. I showed up and uh, they told me what they wanted. I asked them too. I says, "Do you want, um, do you want me to speak like this? Do you want an accent?" And he goes, "Well, the character is uh, it's in Florida, so we want him to have kind of a 
Cuban Puerto Rican feel. Definitely not a Mexican. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so like, did you did you listen to Puerto Rican accents and like figure out where what Puerto Rican? Uh, yeah, like that? yeah. I, like, I lived with one for 15 years, so I got it down. <laughs> <pretty good>. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's not orale. Like, it's coño carajo, tú sabes, mira mi bro. It's very, very much. It sounds like you're announcing a soccer game. <laughs> it's real fast. It's just, and I was just in Puerto Rico last week, and man, they have not slowed down at all. At all. I, you know, I got arrested there, thrown in jail. Damn it. <laughs> In Puerto Rico. Oh, it's a pain in the ass being in jail in Puerto Rico. Osmond Flair. Oh, Flair's a pain in the ass, man. Um, we're on the Condado. And, uh, you know, it's a long story, man. It's just like so the guy, some guy pulled a gun, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was doing again. Boom, and then the gun bang, and then I was the only white guy, and I'm in jail. And, you know, and then Flair... He's gone, you know, woo! Woo! <laughs> Where is that bastard? Dance all night, dance a little longer. He'd tie a string to his penis. And when he... <laughs> I might be a little deep for this show. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 when, you, when you're in there with Flair, when you're... How, are you yeah. guys pretty Not known? Not when we're in jail. No, no, but when, yeah. no. <laughs> when you... Were you, were you guys pretty known? When you're in jail, did was this oh, thirty they years? Oh, my were... guts. They hated my guts. Yeah, no. Well, we were. I fought in the baseball stadium there, and that's where Bruiser Brody got killed. The promoter killed him, uh, and like we had fought, and then you know we were kind of rolling hard, and I got in this scuffle, and then like the next day, like there's two planes out of that place, like some like seven ten in the morning and. Seven ten, 10 at night. night. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, the next day, I was supposed to fight for the world title the uh, afternoon in Greensboro, and at night I'm in Toronto, and they threw me in jail. So they called Terry Funk to take my place for the next years. They said to Terry Funk, "Funk, what are you doing?" Um, I'm just making a living, making the shots, fight for misses. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> Asshole. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, Rod, he's been yeah. stabbed three times, right? How many? Yeah. Do you uh, know how many times? No, he been missed arrested? the shot. Been arrested? Oh. Yeah. Um, well, like, I never stole a quick break. Serious? Are you serious? Oh, man. Um, Got the lawyers on the line. He's talking about getting arrested too much. Producers turned into a heel pretty fast. Um, I don't know a lot because, because um, yeah, growing up the break. Because, like, I never stole, not, well, when I was young, you know. I just feel I'm getting deeper in the hole here as we go along. Uh, I, but then, you know, like, you had me at Ric Flair tying a string. To <laughs> okay, when we come back in the break, I'll tell you about Ric Flair. Dance all night. But I only just overstage like for fights and stuff. But the promoters keep her going. The promoters like That's it. That's what I was going to ask you about you because like, it was before it was considered entertainment. So if these people hated what you did oh, in the ring, they hated man. you outside they took of the it, ring. They to the took street. it to the street. They, every I place I went. Every place did you have to I pay went. people not to spit in your food and I, stuff like every, that? In the hotel, I go into like Denny's at nighttime. I go right in the kitchen, give the cook a hundred bucks, say, please, you know, just come on, serve my food. We'd be lobby. It sucked, man, for a while, but yeah. it got, yeah. But we're, when we come back from the break, I'll tell you about Rick Flair tying a string around his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. When I got <laughs> Gabriel Iglesias with me. But damn it, we're going to do it. Rod Pod, we'll be right back. 323 
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to Soda Stream. Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours, live at the Canyon Club. You're doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smees, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know I mean? There's nothing like watching water run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the Tasty Thieves will rock the house. Heidi and Frank, after hours, live at the Canyon Club. Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or CanyonClub.net. Oh, 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 
Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much going through my mind, man. Uh, yeah. hey, uh, speaking of which, I think we have Mr. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan calling in. You want, to, you want to talk to him? No, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a shot. That was a shot. Do you know Jim Duggan? I, I, met, I met Hacksaw at a Hall of Fame a few years ago. Uh, you know what? He, I had to do. Do you really have him calling in? Yeah, Please. yeah, I got to pick it up. Okay, right. just one, one second. Just <laughs> He's a pain in the ass, man. I love him <laughs> so much. I just did, I, I did a 10 episodes of a series called Legend House. And uh, I'm not supposed to talk about it, so I'll tell you about it. Uh, it was shot in Harpo Marks Mansion in Palm Springs. I spent a month there, and uh, there was eight legends in a room in a house, rather. In any case, he was my roommate. You know, mm-hmm. I, like I'm one of them guys. I don't, I don't bunk much. You know, I'm pretty reserved, to be honest with you. So anyway, Hacksaw, he's such a goof, man. I love him. I said, so, so hey, Hacksaw, did you order your food? He goes, No, I asked it nicely. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> so like, he calls the last time he calls the show. He calls the show and he says, "Why don't you tell him why you painted yourself half black and then hung up?" And then you know, so I got <laughs> I got in a world of trouble for telling Bad news that. Brown on that one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> you know that too. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, and so he's on the phone. Yeah. Well, would you answer it, Steve? <laughs> Is that all there? He's ready to go. Oh, could, did he's he hear on. what I said? Okay, brother. <laughs> I was just saying all kinds of wonderful things about you. Are you there? Hi, Rod. USA! 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 So did you order your food? Stop like the Olympics going on. <laughs> Special <Ooh>. Olympics? <laughs> Really? Where did I don't you? Know what kind of Olympics with Piper? <laughs> where Where are you in the world right now? I'm in uh, Orlando, Florida. And what What you doing there, hacksaw? Well, you had the uh, drinking NFL retired players uh, meeting. Yep. So I, I said it's a meeting. It's not a party. So all the old NFL players are down here. We're, uh, had a like a convention, a golf tournament going on, and well, that's uh, cool. just a whole weekend of stuff. That's cool. So, uh, are you down around in Hogan's area? Have you seen Hogan? Uh, well, yeah, I'm hoping to, man, but you know, it's uh, I'm on a long waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I'm number nine, remember, Pike? Number nine. He was saying, Legend House, there was, there eight, was eight of us. guys. <laughs> says, I'm number nine. Um, I have Gabriel Iglesias on the show tonight, man. How you doing, Hexa? Hello. Good. How about yourself? Not bad, man. Listen, I got a lot of respect for you. I got to say real quick, uh, I was backstage at the Hall of Fame a few years ago, and I, I was there with my girlfriend, and uh, I said, hey, go go say hi to Hacksaw. And uh, she's like, hi, Hacksaw, how are you? And you gave her, like, the world's biggest hug. And it's funny because I'm just seeing your face. I can't see her face. I can just see your face. And you're making this face like, wow, look what I'm hugging. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to tell you, any other guy making that face would have gotten it right in the face. <laughs> But uh, I have nothing but love and respect for you, and I tell everybody, Hacksaw groped my woman. <laughs> oh, no, she's a nice girl. She's a nice girl. No, she's not. Thank you. 
<laughs> you know, Hugs- and I actually, she did bruise me that night. Hacksaw <laughs> yeah. and I, is, we had to do a thing. I can only tell you so much, but we had to be Chippendales. Just don't, you know, don't question it. <laughs> so one of the things we had to do was dance through the audience and get back on stage, and then the, the, the curtains uh, shut. Well, Hacksaw had been rooming with me for about three weeks. He got in the audience of girls, and he wouldn't come back up. <laughs> Finally, the curtain shuts, and I got my head through the curtain. Hacksaw! Damn it! Get out of the audience! He got hooked up with a cougar, which for him, you know, had to have been about 89 years old. <laughs> All right, either that or it had real claws. <laughs> she was interested, though, so that's what I miss you. I miss you. Uh, how is this? How is the saint doing? The saint's his wife. Oh, doing. Oh, yeah, she's. I think she, People ask me, go, Hacksaw, what's your wife do? I go, well, she shops. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to be a saint to stick with your ass. Yeah, he's got two of the... I thought she hit, I thought she hit the lottery. <laughs> yeah, he's got two of the most beautiful girls, too. And the, or the one's going to college, is that right? Yeah, one's... Uh, uh, the Southport uh, Division Two School, St. Andrews, where she's on a volleyball scholarship. Wow. And my other daughter's in uh, high school. So. Uh, good job. Good job. You know, there's, there was a crowd, then I won't, I'll tell you guys about it. There was a lot of us that would group together that are dads, and we tried to stay out of trouble. And the way we did it was, like, Hacksaw was one of them. Uh, uh, Don Morocco, um, Bobby Orton Jr., uh, Rick the model, Martel, Bret Hart came in a little later. Well, we, anyway, a bunch of guys. And we would get, pick somebody's room and they'd put anything in there you wanted. You could have anything you wanted, but you couldn't leave the room so we wouldn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tried to leave the room, we were all else there to block. But, you know, Lumberjack man. Lumberjack yeah. man. But, brother, the whole Joe's of Newark could talk. <laughs> We'd all be doing time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I miss you, Hacksaw. I yeah, it'd be you. good to see you, Pipe. We got to, got to know each other pretty good there that uh, short time at uh, Rancho Mirage. Yeah, yeah. I escaped. Um, yep. I first in the desert. <laughs> I, I ran away. But, like, I'm in the desert, and I'm in a bathroom. Where am I going to go? <laughs> right? They got AC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. You imagine people driving down the road down in the middle of the desert. They go by Piper to bathroom. They're like, is that hot rod riding Piper to bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Trying Out to in escape. the middle of the desert? Yeah. I'm a dumbass. I know. Um are you, are you... Yeah, the varsity. Uh, I, one time I was up in England and I thought I went out and I partied at like 3 a.m. I'm like, ooh, Stringfellas, all the hot clubs in London. I come back to the hotel like, I know how to party. As I was walking in, Piper's on his way out. I was, there goes the varsity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Um, are you doing anything special? Uh, what are you doing the next couple of weeks? Uh, no, but I just uh, got I got a few windies on kind of the uh, actually I just had a nice uh, weekend last uh, last weekend I was in my hometown Glens Falls did a little independent show we had about two thousand people we had a hacksaw Jim Duggan day my nice. uh, high school wrestling coach was there nice. and my 
good principles. So it was, it was, it was very nice. Yeah. And then job. I beat the hell out of that young kid in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love you with all my heart. Um, uh, you got to come back on the show. No, yeah, I'd love to be at this. It's yeah. not quite as exciting to stand sitting here on the phone knowing you guys are having a good time out there on the West Coast. We man. are, too, yeah. man. Uh, Gabriel's pretty cool. He knows more about wrestling than you and I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't saying a whole lot. That ain't saying a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! 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 We miss you, Hacksaw. Ah, we miss you. Come back soon. Miss you, Nice talking. See you down the road, my friend. You betcha. Come home, Shane. We love you. He's a good guy, man. He used to go, you know, <laughs> he'd do dumb, dumbass shit like this. I'd be ready to go to the ring. And I, like, I always kind of hid until it was time for bagpipes. And, you know, and I'm standing in a, we're in the, on deck ready to go. And he come naked out of the shower, running down the hall. Full of soap suds. He go soap monster, and he'd hug me, and then throw my ass out there, and soap suds would be coming off me. Hey, you asshole, you! Right well, that Piper really warms up before a match. Uh, <laughs> right, I had a question as far as like because listening to Hacksaw talk about as far as you know he's doing the thing, in Glenn Falls, and it's something that like, and I know that you, the bigger names like yourself and like Hogan, and how do guys like you know that that can't that just can't wrestle anymore? How do they like sustain like? You know, careers or what? What are they doing? Do they have to just do the independent circuit? Do, can they can they make a living off of of you know like public appearances? How how do they survive? You know, like after That's the a life. Good question. Oof. You know, the unfortunate part of um, there's nothing. There's no medical, no nothing. Um, they're considered independent contractors, and uh, until uh, things can be fixed up a little bit, uh, these guys. You know, like we got a lot of guys that passed on early in life. Uh, rolling hard, you know, they got families to feed, and uh, um, if you, you know, depending on where you were on the card, they get stuck out there, mm -hmm. and uh, it's such a crazy life that you don't fit in anywhere. Um, uh, I'm trying to give you an example of like what a day would be. Oof, like uh, what Taxaw do like right now? You know, he well, like you know, he was doing. Um, he did that ep that series with me, and he's like doing that golf tournament he was just talking about, and. What he made independent indies yeah. he's talking about, he doing independent year there. Just working he, it. Yeah, working, yeah. working. Um, you know, he's he's one of the better ones, so he does he does well. But there's a lot of guys that I love out there that uh, you know, I, I, I try to stick up for. Um, uh, you know, like they're fighting, you got room in your navel for two peas in the heart of a promoter. And, you know, they take and take and take. And, I, like, when I got stabbed the, the third time, uh, I got stabbed and they... Uh, they took me to the hospital, uh, and the, I, the reason I know it comes to, like the guy, the doctor put a thing that you, uh, a, um, a pin like that you put in a football to fill it up with, or a basketball, and he put it in like it dropped right to the bottom, and I thought, oh, maybe we should take care of you, and the next night they had me in the ring. Wow. Wait, the uh, night after you yeah, got in a, Yeah, in a lumberjack match, and uh, Ole Anderson, and... Uh, you know, they just put a patch over because, like, if you go, I, I went from, I was wrestling Wahoo McDaniels in, oh, shoot, maybe Greenville, South Carolina in the afternoon, and then, then they had a plane ready to go to uh, Savannah at night, and it crashed, and I broke my neck, and uh, um, I had to go to the ring, and they had, <laughs> I had cops on both sides. Wait a second, having, wait a minute. You were in a plane crash. At, oh, you had a match. Yeah, Get I had on a, 
the yeah. promoter had a plane for you guys that crashed? Yeah, like because like I had a double shot, and like um, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was Greenville, South Carolina, in the afternoon in Savannah, Georgia, at night, and um, whew, I, I, I finished uh, Greenville and got in the plane and, and it hit an air pocket, and boom, my I broke my neck. Um, and uh, but like if you can go if you get in the ring and they can ring the bell, they don't got to give the money back. So they had cops wow. on both sides. I was having trouble keeping you know keeping straighty. But once I got in the ring, I could grab the top rope, and then they rang the bell, and then I didn't do well. <laughs> but uh, so, so you, you know. wrestled? How how was it the same day as the plane crash? You wrestled with a broken neck. You didn't go oh, to yeah. the hospital or anything. No, they don't. They frown on that, especially back then, because like they, they they put in all their um, like that. That was Charlotte. So when you get on TV, they put all their time into TV. You don't get paid for back in the day. You don't get paid for TV if you're on top. If you're um, one of the, how do I explain this? If you're one of the guys and mid card guys are down, you get paid. If your guy's getting beat on TV, you get paid. Not a lot, like maybe fifty bucks back then. The guys on top, they said they wouldn't pay us anything because you're promoting yourself to go fight. And then supposedly you get a bigger payday in the um, in the house show, but the non televised one. Yes, yeah, sir. But um, like. You weren't allowed to ask what the count was, and like I, I wrote a newspaper when I was all, I was real young. I got the first time I got blackballed. Uh, I, I wrote a newspaper, and the crest was it said NWA and stood for No Wrestlers Allowed, and it had two guys: one guy in a suit uh, and a tie, and in this hand he had a bag of money, and next to him was a wrestler, and the guy with the bag of money had a big smile on his face, and on his left hand side was a wrestler. And the wrestler was in wrestling trunks, and he had a world title belt in this hand, and he was smiling. And the promoter had a bag of money in this hand, and he had the wrestler by the balls. <laughs> and under the crest, I put, you know, E Pluribus Unum is on the corner. You fuck a muscle. And I wrote this uh, this newspaper because, like, we used to go to places um, when we drove. It's the longest fart I've ever heard. Uh, and uh, this is a high-class place, man. Uh, the... Uh, um, they charge you like one cent a mile. The, the mid-card guys were drivers, and guys would get in the car. And I can remember like paying one cent a mile, two cent a mile, three cent a mile, and then um, from there on, I, I got in the air. But that, but that's how they made extra money back then. Was uh, you paid the driver, and you'd collect and change uh, the money, and that's how you got to the towns. Um, and then, but I wrote this newspaper. You know, because we were getting exploited so much, and I put them in the dressing room, but I got busted, and they blackballed me in the world, all throughout the world, and that's how I like. What year was that? Oh man, I was probably like seventy nine, eighty. Wait a second, was that when you were blackballed that set up the flare, getting you to exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it make sense for these promoters though, regardless? Because back then, you still you're one of the bigger names on their on their card. What was the main event? So why wouldn't, like, because as a business, you'd think that, okay, so Roddy's hurt. I got to get him to the doctor, make sure he's, make sure he's, yeah, okay. make sure he's yeah. good because yeah. if you're, cause I don't want you at 25%. Even if you're looking at it as a creepy bad promoter doesn't give a shit, I still want my top guy in tip-top shape. That, that's just stupid business. Yeah, they, they don't care. They, um, they, they don't care about that. Um, uh, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, 
right. So the NWA, uh, National Wrestling Alliance, all these territories, once a year in Vegas, they'd get all the promoters would get together and have a, an annual meeting. And during the meeting, they'd have an open meeting, and then they would go to what they call a closed-door meeting. The closed-door meeting, it was only allowed for people, the, the promoters uh, of the territory, like Shires from Frisco, Owens from Portland, uh, Mike LaBelle, uh, Watts, Graham, you know, whoever it was. And uh, and they get together and do things like this, like, um, um, let's say it was, say, Gabriel's on top someplace, but you want you want your pr fair share of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm the promoter, and I'd say, yeah, I got this Gabriel Demet, and he's drawing me a lot of money, but he's, you know, he's constantly pestering me. He says, okay, I'll take care of it. And so the meeting will break up, and uh, I'll just make that up. We'll say Bob Geigel will come from Kansas City. So you go back to your territory, we'll make it Portland. And you're working, the promoter Bob Geigel from Kansas City would come. You go, fuck, Gabriel, you're doing great, man. You know, listen, because if you're the champion, you give six weeks' notice. If you're hot on top, but you're not the champion, you give uh, four weeks' notice. If you're just, you know, working, then you give three weeks' notice. And so he says, man, I, like, I can use you, Gabriel. I mean... You know, I want to take care of you, uh, give you proper notice, whatever it is, uh, to promote her, and come on, and you bring your family, and, you know, let's set up shop. I really love you. So, boom, you know, a guy gave his proper notice, and he'd quit, and he'd go, and he'd go to Kansas City and get relocate his family, and then they'd stop booking you. Wow. That's it. That's it. And a lot of guys, uh, it's a really rough business. Yeah. Is there any, how, okay, how do you get back in? Well, um... Like Great in, question. In my, yeah. yeah, in my case, uh, I started, um, like, I went to countries like Santa Domingo, third world countries. Uh, Santa Domingo, I, I went over to Japan. It's not a third world country, but I got in a lot of trouble there. Um, I got banned from the country for life. <laughs> and, uh, I'll come here to fight. I don't know what you come here to do. <laughs> so you yeah, you go yeah. to go to get over and just get... Yeah, and so yeah. the point is, what like, I... I was drawing so much money from the name that, ah, uh, and they would bring me back in. Okay. Uh, the guy that blackballed me, his name was Jim Barnett out of Atlanta. And you know, the first time that they tried to take over the world, um, it was Jim Barnett. And his friend owned the Chicago Tribune. And uh, Ole Anderson was the guy booking uh, Charlotte. And as I was the first guy that was, I was started working Charlotte and Charlotte and Atlanta TV and TBS at that time. And like Tommy Wildfire Rich and, you know, Bob Armstrong and, and the first night. Yeah, American Dream, Dusty Wells, baby. Son of a plumber, Gordon Soley. And I was the first wrestler to call color with, uh, like with Gordon Soley that it was actually active. And, uh, the first week I was there, Flair took me out. Flair is such an asshole. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> and so he brings me to this place called Franco's in Richmond. And, like, he makes me spend like $3,000. On like suits and pants and stuff, right? And I used this move, this this line in a movie. I think it was They Live, actually. Uh, and I heard it. I saw him in the in Charlotte doing TV in Charlotte, and I got this camel hair coat on for you know <laughs> seven hundred dollars, whatever. And some old country boy go looks there. He goes, he says this to me. It's like putting perfume on a yeah. pig. You sure did say that in there. Did I, I, well, that's where I got it. So the first time that they brought me to Atlanta to do this color with Gordon Soley, uh, I did it, and Jim Barnett, uh, the promoter there, after I was finished, goes, Oh, my boy, only I thought you said he was good. He stinks, just fire him. And all he says, uh, 
Oh, geez, Jim, let's give him one more try because, you know, he went and bought a bunch of really neat clothes with flair. And uh, otherwise they're going to fire me. And when I come back, the ratings actually had doubled. And uh, that's where uh, I got a shot with Bob Armstrong. And um, at that time, I signed a contract. I was one of the first guys under a contract. And I, geez, I think it was, I think it was like five grand a week. I'm not sure. Uh, and plus whatever else I was getting there. And uh, it lasted three months and, and they fired me. Um, and I remember Ole Anderson talking to me about taking over the world. And then that's, I got fired and I got out there. And then um, the guy that owned the Chicago Tribune, the way this, allegedly, the way the story goes, allegedly, the rumor uh, <laughs> is the guy in Chicago was with Vern Gagne, and he didn't want that to happen. So uh, Barnett backed out, and then it went to New York, and that's how it started. And Jimmy Crockett, who was the uh, promoter in Charlotte, uh, started bringing me back in, and Vince McMahon Sr. called Jimmy Crockett in Charlotte. And I was doing TV. Every Tuesday, you do uh, 90 uh, 2-minute and 54-second interviews, uh, and then that night you drive to Raleigh, North Carolina, and back roads all the way, a lot of moonshine there. And uh, <laughs> and I give Jimmy, Jimmy Crockett a lot of credit because Vince McMahon Sr. called him. I was doing TV, and he called me right away, and he told me the truth. Uh, normally, a promoter would have used you up and then said, hey, but he told me the truth right away. And, and me being an honorable guy, said, I quit. <laughs> and... Uh, and that's how I got to New York. Um, wow. Anyway, yeah, a lot of backstory. And, and when you say take, gave, when yeah. you say take over the world, does that mean uh, the end of the territory business? Yeah, making it one. Yeah, because like, it was against the law. Mm. I mean, it's an unwritten law, but it was against the law to cross border lines. For instance, like Oklahoma was a territory, um, Texas was a territory, Amarillo was one territory, Dallas was another. Amarillo was run. By, I got to tell you, sorry, yeah. uh, funks. Uh, uh, Dallas was run by Fritz von Erich. <laughs> Here's a great. And then I, I don't know. I, I want to talk to Gabe, but uh, you want to talk? Or do you I, want I don't want to talk about me. Are you kidding me? I've been waiting since childhood for this. <laughs> <laughs> you let me try on your ring. You said on the air, this guy knows more about wrestling than Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Rowdy Piper. Yes, and sir. my friend said I was a loser. <laughs> In your face! In your face! He's full of shit. You got a number, we'll call him, man. Sure, alright, this is pretty cool. We should call Gabe's brother, and you should threaten him for making him sleep on the balcony. No shit, his own brother. You know, the only thing was, it was the summertime, it's the only thing justification you got. So, okay, it's a pretty cool story. Dory, you know, the whole Funk family, Dory mm -hmm. Funk, Terry Funk, uh, incredibly great. They outrank me. Uh, great. Their Amazing. daddy, Dory Funk Sr., holy cow, tough, double tough dude. Now, back in the days, like, if you crossed the line, he'd come with a shotgun and, and he'd get you out of there. So the way <laughs> I allegedly... Whoa. Oh, yeah, man. Everybody packed back in those days. I packed the Jag. I packed the yeah, 389. Right? So you go years. wrestle somewhere else, and the guy that you used to work for shows up with a shotgun? Oh, yeah. That's different, man. Nowadays, you just delete somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to go to jail. Well, we're like pussies now, man. <laughs> you are okay, like blocked guess what? <laughs> you are blocked. Yeah, you are blocked. <laughs> I'm calling you spam on blocked. you. <laughs> <laughs> you just delete somebody. 
somebody. Well, they had a way of deleting you too, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? And, <laughs> uh, and so, but... Oh, okay. tell the story. You told me yeah. once about how the wrestler packs his gun. Um, just there, a, there was three chambers. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Um, shit, man. Uh, uh, there, I carried two... Hold feet. on, let me sit down. <laughs> yeah, it's my turn. I don't need to sit on that. It's okay. Yeah. So um, I carried two pistols. One was a three eighty nine millimeter automatic, and the other was a three fifty seven. Um, and <laughs> I was pushing the chair down. So <laughs> oh, thought you were hiding. Um, so here's the, and I, I had to use it in San Diego. We used to fight in a building in San Diego. It was right in the middle of town, and. Uh, is a nasty building, and, and I fought Andre the Giant there, and I ended up, ended up trying to drown me in the Coke machine. But the whole, <laughs> it, 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 but the, the whole building like angled down, and so like the people were down on you, and you had to fight your way out of there. But in the back alley, <coughs> going into the building, it was like really rough. And so Jay York, I love you to death. It, uh, we had a three fifty seven. It was a pin hammer on it. So the first chamber. You left empty because if someone bangs a hammer, you know, the, the pistol goes off. The second chamber was a blank because, you know, and I, I, it worked too because I, I got stuck in an alley in San Diego and, you know, I, I, I was cooked. And so, you know, some, usually if you pull the gun out, you know, if, but if they're not moving, then usually they got one or, you know, you're in trouble. But so oh, boom, man. and that blank went off. <laughs> I get your attention, man. <laughs> and the other four are alive because if the blank goes off and they're still coming, you know. And a guy named Alfonso was the world's fastest drawer, and we used to do quick draw at the time. I had a holster, and um, so anyway, that, that's that's the way he carried the guns. Um, uh, and then Dory Funk had a shotgun. Okay, yeah. That's so thank you, thank, yeah. So okay, so. <laughs> Allegedly, the way the story goes is Sidori Funk Sr. Um, has a lady of the mat with him at nighttime. And he's in the hotel and, you know, he's he's playing raw, banging way, you know. <laughs> Allegedly. And uh, his wife, Dory, you bastard! <laughs> she kicks the door down, okay? She comes in. You're no good bastard yet. Dory gets up, and back in those things, imagine Frank Sinatra, the suit, you know? He starts, puts on the suit, and she's speeding the shit out of him, and he puts on the pants. And, while know, she's hitting shirt, him. While she's hitting him. Never registers, never, never register. Oh, what's the word you guys Acknowledge. Acknowledge, thanks, man. And acknowledges anything. And you, and puts on the tie, puts on, you bastard, gets the suit all on. He goes in the bathroom, he gets in the shower, he turns the shower on, in the, suit. in the suit, he gets the soap, you know, and finally she just leaves, and he has a complete shower in the suit, <laughs> then he goes home, he takes the suit off, and he went to bed and he went to sleep, and the next morning he woke up, he says, good morning, darling, you know good bed, what are you talking about, sister? When I went out of the ring, I hit, that wasn't you? 1% doubt. That's all you need. 1% doubt. He said he, and I guess it was the truth, allegedly. He went out of the ring. He hit his head. Concussion. He thought it was her. And that, I mean, who else would put a suit on and have a shower? shower. That's fucking genius. <laughs> <Played> crazy. <laughs> That's, well, 
Well, you I'm know, taking you it. Just <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Now, Allegedly. You know, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's cool under wow. fire. We got another break. Oh, doggone. Okay, when I come back, I'm going to shut up and let Gabriel talk some more. And um, we got Christian and Steve Swan and and uh, our mod squad, man. The hot rod is pretty cool. I love you with all my heart. Man, uh, we'll be right back, you know, like... Uh, Amazon. We'll talk about Amazon and all kinds of stuff. Man. It's pretty cool. Gabriel's got like a really good heart. I can see it, you know, and uh, see you in a minute. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, and before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com. Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours, live at the Canyon Club. You're doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smees, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know I mean? There's nothing like watching water run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the Tasty Thieves will rock the house. Heidi and Frank, After Hours, live at the Canyon Club. Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or CanyonClub.net.
listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Ow! <laughs> So Ric Flair had a string tied to his penis. <laughs> mm. uh, you know how many times I heard that, man. The one time Ric Flair, uh, <laughs> we're doing like, remember I told you we'd do 92, uh, 92 minute and 54 second interviews uh, in the morning, Tuesday and nighttime Raleigh. He went to the extent of Mulligan was their job, Blackjack Mulligan. Flair went and hired a guy and went outside and dressed completely in drag, full-blown heels, and come back in, and Mulligan was so drunk, didn't know, and danced with Mulligan for 15 minutes. <laughs> Before Mulligan, but anyway, you're special that you did that uh, triple, quadruple, platinum stuff. When does it come out, huh? Uh, well, I've, I've got a couple uh, couple specials out there that, that did really good. I got yeah. one that did uh, triple platinum, another one that did quadruple, and then if you count the one at the flea market, that one, uh, that one went for platinum, too. We did four of them oh, yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> and you can get that on Amazon, as I shamelessly plug. Um, what is it, Amazon? If you go to, if you go to toadhop, uh, toadhopnetwork.com and you go to the Rod Pod and there's an Amazon button and you click Amazon and you buy stuff from Amazon – and if you don't like it, I will personally call them myself and go get your money back. We don't uh, sponsor <laughs> anything that doesn't work. So, like, go to ToadHopNetwork.com and RodPod, yeah? Click the RodPod icon. Is that what it is? Yeah. icon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> I love you. I see a T-shirt. <laughs> And it's like, the icon uh, for the icon. Oh, uh, very cool. It's so much fun. Um, so, Ruddy, I got uh, yeah. on, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I got this guy right here. His, his, his Twitter name is at Big Evil 1978. <laughs> his uh, name's somebody, Vince what? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired! I know. Six. Number six time. <laughs> Keller and I is in here. <laughs> so anyways, Big Evil, uh, 1978, uh, had a great question. He, he wanted to know if uh, if you could wrestle somebody today in your in your prime, who would it be? I'm not in my prime. Oh, uh, that's my problem. I don't think hey, don't I, give me the dirty I, look. <laughs> I'm the messenger. Don't hurt me. Holy cow. You know what I think would be cool? And they did this with uh, Muhammad Ali and Rocky Marciano. You, I want an award. I'll tell you about it in a second. I would like to wrestle, uh, like if it was current, I don't know. I'd like to wrestle Gorgeous George. I think that uh, wrestling Gorgeous George would be really cool. Really cool. I understand he's becoming a carpenter when he went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, George. <laughs> dot dot dash dash dash. And uh, if it was somebody contemporary today, uh, I'd go after Lesnar, Brock Lesnar. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah because like I, I like I like the you know uh, Johnny Valentine. You know, remember Greg Valentine? Greg Valentine. Yeah. Okay. Well, Johnny Valentine, his daddy. Um, I was in Houston. Uh, and he was always the main event. He went uh, like 45, 50 minutes, a real hard hitting, big old Pollock, you know, he's a tough boy. And uh, I was like 15 years old, maybe 16. And as he's coming back, he he grabbed me by the throat. And coming back from the match, I, like I was on the first match, I was dressed and showered. I was just a kid. And he grabbed me by the throat, boom. And he said, 
I can't make you believe wrestling's for real, but I sure to fucking make you believe I am. And I based wow. half my career on that. Wow. And, uh... You know, because there was always the stigma of, you know, is it, is it not? Well, I can't answer for everybody, but so that's why I would choose Brock, because then I, I could I could gray the line, and whichever way you wanted to go, be fine. And he's got that air of legitimacy. He was the UFC champion. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And, you know, because like the fans, they want you, like they want it. They want it to be real. Um, they want, you know, they buy that ticket and they come there. This is what, this is what happens. Is they buy the ticket and they come there and as they're walking, if you ask them, well, yeah, you know, a bunch of phonies, a bunch of bullshit, yeah, you know, and you'll be in the arena and all of a sudden everybody go, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> You're mine now. And usually the way that happens is when you get two guys that aren't afraid to tangle, mix it up a little bit. Um, if it wasn't Brock, uh, they got, I, I want to give them credit. Them at this state right now being the WWE, they, you know, I was just in the ring with Jericho, um, what was that kid's name, Ziggler, and The Miz. They're great. They're great kids, great talent, so respectful. Um, I'd take them all on. Uh, if I had to, uh, I had to choose one first. I'll go with Ziggler. I'll go with Ziggler first because there's so much promo material there. And, you know, he's good. He's a good amateur wrestler. I think he had like 82 pins. I had to do some homework on him. I didn't know him. And, like, he was smart. He went to, he went to university. I think I'd take Ziggler. And, and, that, and there's no distance. I mean, you know, I, I've, I had to choose one. You know, there's a lot of color there. Uh, Jericho's, you know, he's the best in his, in his, of his time. And the Miz, you know, he just did a movie. Uh, a Marine, you know, uh, it's a stretch for him. Uh, frog face total. I wonder if had frogs in it. I said that. I got a lot of heat for it, though. Uh, um, you know, so anyway, something like that, I think. Uh, hey, Ron, I just wanted to ask yeah. you, you said something like about as far as like how people would call you out on it as far as it not being real and all this. And there has been a significant change, though, throughout the years with the WWE. Like back when, you know, when you guys were around, you guys were in your prime. It's still there was that line of is it a sport? Is it, you know, is yeah. it fake? And now it's completely, everyone knows it's, it's sports entertainment. Is it, Do you think, for me, anyway, with the titles, the titles to me meant so much more back then. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, like, you knew who the champion right. was. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. all time, you always knew. Right. So, and when, yeah. when guys held right now, no. Mm -hmm. And so when guys held on to the belts. belts. Yeah. And when they held on to the belts, like, they held on to it for a while, and it, it seemed like legit the same way it happened in boxing. Like, I mean, regardless of what you thought of them, too, Honky Tonk Man held on. He had to it forever. For two years. But yeah, even though the guy sucked, he had the title and he was, <laughs> you know what I mean? You knew and, it. Yeah. And like, so now these guys, it's like every, every other week. week. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you guys say that. Oh, man. yeah. I mean, back then you knew, like, Hogan was a champion. Yep. Yeah. Demolition was a tag team champion forever. Ultimate Warrior was Ultimate Warrior was Intercontinental yep. after he took it from Honky Tonk and then yeah. so on and so on. Yeah. yeah. That, that is it. You know, people talk about. Hogan in all kinds of different ways, and as I have, I've never bashed the guy personally, uh, but I tell you something, you know, with being honest about it, if I was to pray to God and say, I'm going to be in Madison Square Garden, give me a baby face, and God said, what do you want? I said, well, uh, give me something about, I don't know, make him 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, put some, I don't know, blonde hair on him, give him a lot of muscles, and uh, 
I don't know, take vitamins, maybe say some prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Give them some the blue eyes. The ultimate baby face. Yeah. I mean, untan them. Yeah. Ah, you know, hey. Hey, credit where credit's due. And, what uh, you gonna do? <laughs> God? But it seems like, like it's, it gave me feel, you know, the same way, too. It's like it's like a comedian. Like, if a comedian blows up who, you know, has been working hard, but maybe you don't respect, maybe, like, not like his jokes or maybe even think maybe he's a hacker or everything too. Like there's certain comedians that have been out there but you still respect how much work he put in there. How long did yeah. that? Yeah, like you, people will talk shit the about, hustle. yeah, the hustle, but the, it's the hustle and like regardless yeah. about Hogan, a lot of people talk shit about him but he got the WWF sure. at the time where it was because yeah. and he brought legitimacy and, to that title. Absolutely. And I'll tell you he, something. He delivered. Yeah. 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 Delivered. Yeah. That was a magical period. That those, that first WrestleMania, the war to settle the score. Yeah. It was the best. You know, the war to settle the score. When you walked out of that Madison Square Garden, I got to tell you, because I had kicked Cindy Lauper in the head. I had bust, uh, Dick Clark screamed, don't hurt me, and ran to the dressing room. I had knocked out Mr. T. I busted a record over Captain Lou Albano's head, all in Madison Square Garden, some, in some order that just escapes me at this moment. <laughs> you know, but like, but when I walked out there... And you can see they're just cups and spit and throwing shit and bam, bam. I just get into the ring and like, bring it on. Now what do you want to do? Bring them on. Yeah, like, that's yeah. so cool. It wasn't and sports entertainment. No, it was, oh, yeah, right, right. Right. We'll see you in the parking lot. Yeah, right, right. we'll see you. And yeah. you know, every night, like, I wouldn't take a dive, like, 17 years. I wouldn't let anybody pin my shoulder. But, like, you know, go give it a shot if you'd like to. And not, I'm, please, I'm, I'm not, surely not the toughest guy in the world at all. But... And I was Burt Reynolds, a good friend of mine. I, I, you know how he let me drive the Bandit, man? And he was pulling out of the garage, and he ran into the wall with it. Uh, better than you than that. Anyway, that car moves. But my point is, you know, sometimes, you know, a, guy, a guy's dangerous here where, you know, like, I'm counting on losing. Ooh, that's a different guy to fight. I, I, whether I lose or not, that's not a problem. I'm going to make I'm a leaving showing. with some of your hair. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Barry Horowitz, yeah. I remember you telling me something, Rob, Glorified that scared me. Yeah. What's that? Where you were talking about working, uh, learning from uh, the legendary judo Gene LaBelle. Oh, I love him, man. And you talked about uh, in the UFC now where guys tap. Yeah. And then I remember you saying something once, well, there's no tapping on the street. No tapping on the street. You can tap or when you're in the, you know, when they're breaking you in. They beat me up for four years, like every night. You know what's tough was, uh, um, I'm not complaining about it all, but I'm just saying, I was the first, like I was young, and I was the first match. And what started to set in was I knew every night at 8 o'clock I was going to get beat up. I mean, hurt. Mm. And every night. And because, like, they'd, 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 they'd hook you. And like take your wind away and just lay on you and slap the side. Like it, there's a tape from the dungeon with Stu Hart. It's about 50 minutes long. This guy's screaming for his mom. And I just tap him with it. Yeah, got tap what you want to. You know, the guys that you could. I saw I that swear. documentary. There was a, 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 a collegiate wrestler, like a kid, like a 20 yeah. year old yeah, kid. Yeah, thinking he's a tough guy. And Bret Hart's dad just. Oh man, and you know, uh, I mean, how do I say? I've, okay, I'll say, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I've had guys when I was young uh, stretching me and while I was in pain, hump me. And there's not a fucking thing I could do about it. I mean, they enjoyed it. It's like prison. Yeah, you know, they, uh, 
Uh, it's it's a different breed of cat. And I I, sw- I swore this. I swore this though. I said if I ever get break, I never do that to anybody. And and I never uh, I never had that because this is what happened. Man. It's gorgeous George and all that era. And so there came up all these animals, and all of a sudden it fell on its face. And all these guys that already had didn't have a job other than to scramble for territories. And by the time I come in, they had missed their shot, and they were bitter. And mean. And here comes a guy playing the bagpipes. You know, I'm like, uh, they hated me. Um, they hated me. Well, uh, I'll tell you how much. You can see, uh, I was in Los Angeles working in the Olympic Auditorium, and that's got, I had my first break. And so all of a sudden, I'm selling out. Every wrestler says that, so don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> careful there, Rod. They made, they made flyers that were yeah. sold out. <laughs> yeah. They were hanging from the rafters every place I went. Um, and so uh, I got a call from uh, Vince McMahon Sr. to come to Madison Square Garden. And I like, this boy wonder. And uh, holy cow, so I come to Madison Square Garden. I'm maybe like a buck eighty. Buck 80, 185 pounds. How, how old were you at the time? Uh, I'm not sure. Like maybe 19, 20, something like that. And I've been working uh, on top with the Guerreros and all that stuff. I was telling you, Juarez. And, but, you know, okay, so I come in and there's some new guys like an Andre the Giant, <laughs> Tony Atlas, a guy that was kind of getting over, Bruno Sammartino. <laughs> you know, wow. like, that's pretty established. And so on, Freddie Bad. So I come, and Captain Lou Albano comes up to me, and he's hey, Paisan. He squeezes my cheek, hey. Because they watched me on that Spanish TV, because it's huge. And like Madison Square Garden is nothing but 24,000 Puerto Ricans with knives. It's just all it is, man. You know, you know and they, hey, we've been watching you. You're a too good kid. We don't want you squeezing. And they give me a hug, one of nice guy. And, Classy Freddie Blassie came up with a cane. Ah, you pencil neck geek. And he hit me on the shins. Oh, you old fuck. <laughs> on the shins. Ah, we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't want you. Get out of here, you punk. This wrestler love. You know? So it's time to go on. I was on like third or fourth. Anyway, bagpipes is a woodwind instrument. And you're the reed, you got to get them wet and uh, play them a little bit. So I played my bagpipes in the dressing room to the dismay of the other wrestlers. And you got to tune them up. There's four reeds. Uh, a bass, two tenors. And the chantry that goes in, and all of them have to be in sync. It's the second hardest instrument in the world. So then I put the bagpipes aside. I'm doing push-ups, trying to look like 186 pounds. And I get out there, and I tell the announcer, you know, tell him to shut up for the Scottish national anthem. Again, you know, boo, boo, boo. And I don't care. I waited. But like promoters are flowing in from like Japan, um, Germany, England. There's in Madison Square Garden at any given time. It was it's the biggest venue, our most prestigious venue in the world. And I was waiting because I was pretty calm what I was going to do. And so finally they get quiet, uh, lower the microphone. I go to play with my bag. <laughs> Nothing comes out. <laughs> you know, I'm changing the spark plugs, checking the oil, what's going on. Finally, I just dropped him and went after the guy. And I finished the match, and they come to me and said, uh, uh, that's what they said, don't call us, we'll call you. And uh, I went home in a cab. And it hit all around the world. And I fell on my face. Um, you know, and I'm like, ooh, heavy shot. And because uh, I'd lived on the street for a couple of years. And then uh, I went like, uh, what's wrong? You know, what, what happened with them bagpipes? And when they said they didn't want me, they met it. Freddie Blassie, the, the, where your fingers go on the bagpipes, is called the Channer. 
stuck six feet of toilet paper up there so they wouldn't work. Oh, wow. Uh. And I, I got real mean after that. And Judo Jean LaBelle had got a hold of me and was teaching me. And uh, for about 15 years, it took me uh, about eight, nine, ten years to get back there. Wow. Uh, I got real mean and real wild. And the wilder I got, the more pressed, no matter what it was, like in Fresno, we had a bad blood time. And, um, but it, it didn't matter. You know, you were in the press, and I was a heel, supposed, you know, bad guy. And I lived it. And I got so mean. Uh, I literally pulled a gun on me. Fucking, go ahead. <laughs> Shoot me. You know, what are you going to do? Knife me. I, I really don't give a shit. I, I did a thing of back, back, back lot brawl or something like that with this guy named Goldust. And I remember he, that. he gets in the car and he charges at me. And uh, I'm looking and I was supposed to move. And uh, I'm not going to move. I remember the car coming at me and thinking to myself, uh, maybe if I slap the hood. I was afraid that like the bumper would catch my feet and I'd go under. But I thought, ah, maybe if I slap the hood. I really didn't care. But then I had my first child, and um, um, it was important. And like it's just a little baby. And you, you're responsible for that person. And then I had another child, and another child, and another child. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I, I would have been dead for sure, uh, and gladly. Uh, so th that was the attitude that I carried when I came in every arena. I mean, I really, honest, I didn't. You could bring whatever you wanted to. Bruiser Brody in, uh, in San Juan, just to give you the climate of the business back then. Bruiser Brody, you know, pretty well-known story. It's a baseball, San Juan, the Condado, uh, baseball stadium. Uh, the guy's name is Jose Gonzalez. He wrestled as the masked invader. Carlos Colon, which I love. He's a guy who bailed me out of jail. He's a promoter. So Bruiser Brody's over there, and they want him to take a dive. Bruiser Brody's from Texas. He wouldn't take a dive. So they have all the, the local Puerto Rican boys. They tell him to get out of the dressing room. Masked invader comes over. He's got a towel. Bruiser Brody's there, and he's talking to him under the, under the towel. He's got a machete, boom, stabs him, and he drops, and he, he leaves, uh, and uh, they close the door. And the way Bruiser died, actually, is he bled to death. And so uh, uh, on CNN, uh, they got uh, Mast Invader going to court over it, and uh, he's got his fucking mask. He's got his mask on, you know, like, and he got off for self-defense, you know. Uh... All of that was happening all at the same time. Uh, that people don't understand. Um, that, and, like, if I didn't make the next match, my kids didn't eat. And, like, I'm so far into it that I want to go to school and become a doctor. You know, it's like, I, by this I don't know what I'm at, but maybe I'm 29 by this time. No, WrestleMania would happen by this. Maybe I'm 26, 27, something like that. It got, like, you know, real serious. Where, and you lose perspective. There's no rules. Um, and you lose perspective of what's going on. And every place you go, the cops are your bodyguards. So, like, every town you go to, like, you you basically got the run of the town. Um, although, you, you know, the only rule was, like, no bullies, meaning 
We never jumped on civilians. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, maybe a little too deep, huh? <laughs> How the hell did I get there? Uh, I anyway, that was a climb. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, baby, I'm all out of bubble gum. And that's how the string wound up on Ric Flair. That's <laughs> how the string wound up on Ric Flair's penis. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Ric Flair. Uh, uh, where, where are we? Are, We're going to tag out. Yeah, get out. Out, out. Look. Gabe's buddy, my buddy Alfred Robles is here, his buddy Ivan. They're huge wrestling fans. And I think what makes this show awesome, Great it's man. an opportunity for us to ask you questions. We always wanted to. Yeah. I can't believe I get to do this. And I want people to tweet questions in, call us here, because you're the greatest, you. Roddy. No. And I know these guys probably have a lot of questions. They're huge wrestling fans. Sure. And I kind of feel like a jerk sitting here hogging up all the time. So I want I want to tag that man. Tag the group. Tag the group. And ask, ask away. Come on. Fun. Bring it on, man. <laughs> Ah, I've been so patient. So cool. Coming to the mic. Coming to the mic. Mr. This is uh, on your uh, on your right, Roddy, is uh, Alfred Robles. On the left is uh, hey, Alfred. Ivan. Ivan and Alfred. Pleasure, man. Thanks for coming and uh, and taking care of Gabriel so you could be here. I appreciate a lot. And the fact you got a hot rod t-shirts is like really unbelievably cool. All that hammering you heard earlier, <laughs> that was them in the back building you a shrine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you met you met uh, Alfred earlier. You got to tell that story real quick. I met you in the restroom. I was cleaning you up, bro. <laughs> Taking care of me, man. And you said, "No, leave me dirty, man. Don't clean me up." But also clean me up. You were cleaning the doll, oh, so yeah. the people don't know. I'm sorry, I was cleaning yeah. the doll. <laughs> it's, a doll. it's true. I swear. Well, those Mexicans work hard. <laughs> he was cleaning Piper's pit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He so sweet. I look over it, and he's in the sink cleaning. I said, what are you doing? I, I want out of respect. Clean up. No, I'll leave it dirty, man. Oh, I love it. Got some mileage uh, on that doll. <laughs> means you could play with it, enjoyed it, man. Man, Make you cool. kicked Hogan's ass every day with that doll. Uh, yeah, I love every you, too. Every day, and held uh, open a couple windows, too. <laughs> and the reason he got no hair. Yeah, man. I had a question for you. I remember watching um, Saturday Night Live. No, not Saturday Night Live. Main event. Saturday Night Main Event. Yeah. And you called Tio Santana the flying jalapeno. <laughs> I, got a, I got in a lot of trouble on that show. Uh, every month. Yeah. Uh, and Tito Santana is like a really good man. He's a school teacher now. And uh, he's, he's aces. He's a, he's a great guy, man. He was my favorite Mexican wrestler of all time. Yeah. I can see Tito Santana. Yeah, and he's a man's man. He's got, like, his kids all gone, went to college. I was just in Toronto with him and Rick Martel and Bruno Sammartino. Bruno Sammartino, we had him in the garden. I had to do a Piper's Pit with him. So, I, you know, I got to do something. So I said, hey, you know what, Bruno? I says, I come to Madison Square Garden. I got a flat tire coming here. And you know what it did? All the way here, it went whop, whop, whop. <laughs> his eyes and the comb over and his hair come straight up, right? So, like, 28 years later, like six months ago, I have my son, and I go, Colt, this is Mr. San Martino. And Bruno looks at my son and goes, you know, your dad called me a wop. 28 years later, Bruno. He never forgot. <laughs> can't let it go. Yeah, hey, but he's a real great guy, man. He's a real great Who was guy. Your, first, uh, your first guest on, on the Piper's Pit? Holy cow, Frankie Williams. Oh. And, you know, if it wasn't for Frankie, uh, the way Piper's Pit was made up, I was in St. Louis in a bar, and, like, Vince McMahon had brought in all the cream of the crop from different territories. And we were killing the underneath trying to compete with each other. So I thought to myself, I said, 
You, I said to Vince, we were in a bar. I said, you give me five weeks of bow tie and a mic stand. And if I don't get the job done, I'm out. I'm gone. And I forgot I said it. And then all of a sudden, I come to the next TV because we would do three weeks of TV in one day. And there was this Piper's Pit, and I went, oh, shit. What am I going to do? And I did. And so who's my guest? Frankie Williams, Frankie Williams. So I still, the camera came on. What are you going to, all right. So where are you from? <laughs> Frankie Williams is the only guy in Puerto Rican I know got freckles. And, and, <laughs> and he says, he says in the thickest Puerto Rican accent, I'm a, from a Columbus, Ohio. I said, we're on, baby. And, <laughs> yeah, but you're a lousy wrestler. And, and then when I tried to get rid of him, he'd come back like the alien through the curtain. And I had to kick the shit out of him to get him <laughs> off me. And every time you think you got all the answers, I change the questions. That's all that happened, man. Man. <laughs> Who was the old wrestler that you always wanted to interview on Piper's Pit and never did it? Holy cow. He's good, huh? Yeah, he's good, <laughs> man. Good that I didn't. Um, whoa. I was going to say Vince, but I did him too. Uh, I go back to Gorgeous George. I haven't interviewed about everybody that was there because it was standard to go back. Uh, that I would have wanted to have been Gorgeous George. Uh, that I didn't... Brother, I did them all. <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody that I wanted to that I didn't, man. Bobby Backlund. I don't think I ever had Bobby Backlund on there, but he was too sweet. He, 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 he didn't talk a lot. I mean, he was, no. very, he was more the quiet, reserved guy. Yeah, and like he was a real deal, and he's a gentleman, so I'm kind of glad because I would have had to tear him a new one. And, you know, and then he might have reversed the situation there. <laughs> He's a pretty tough boy. Uh, uh, Bobby Backlund's a real good guy. Man. What are wow. you thinking? What are you thinking, bud? Ivan just wants to clean your pool. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you know, I'm, I'm, not being I'm not trying to be stereotypical. Oh, nah. He's just saying it because he's Mexican. No, he's got his own pool service. Uh, do you? I do. What's the name of it? Uh, San Pedro Pool Service. San Pedro Pool Service in San Pedro. Of course. Outstanding. I'll come work for you any day, man. <laughs> and tell cool. the people we're going to be cleaning this week. Yeah. <laughs> he was cleaning my pool yesterday. Cool. <laughs> Good it. job. Just so. How many pools like can you clean in a week? How many can you clean in a week? Yeah. Uh, Keep your, what's busy? The most I've done is about 106. 106, brother. In you're a hard five worker. Days. Can you get any? Can you get a pool on Amazon? Blow up pools on Amazon. Blow up pool? Just go to toadhop.net and, uh, you know, Roddy Piper Podcast. That's right. Pretty cool, man. Listen. I can't thank you enough for having me on the show. This is amazing to hang out with you guys. I hate doing radio, quote, you know, press and stuff like that, but this is an honor. Thank you. And uh, Dev, you made it like, a, a, like a, this was my Make-A-Wish right here. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know, man. I love you, There are two chill. disappointed hookers <laughs> in the hallway. They're like, really? No? Piper's pit? Absolutely. You don't even understand. I think you're wonderful. And Piper, you've, uh, you've told me I love you more than my dad ever did. <laughs> I do, man. I do. I hug my boy all the time. He's an MMA fighter, undefeated as an amateur, my son, Cole. And, you know, in the MMA gym, when he's fighting, I'll come on over. I'll take him. i kiss him on top of the head. And he'll say, I love you, Dad. <laughs> and, and then uh, he'll kill somebody. And then he'll go, oh, he's tough. He's tough. But I do. You know, I think after a guy gets beat up enough in life that um, you got to give back a little bit and you got to hug somebody. Give somebody Piper, one, one more question. Anything. Before Horseman, DX, or NWO, who would you go with? 
Ah, four horsemen. There what? Be be. <laughs> Who so would I, you go with? I'll choke him out in the car for you. <laughs> DX all the way. DX all the way. They're great, too. Uh, what was the third one? Uh, NWO. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. No, they're all, you know what, though? They're all great. I love them all. How, they, was, your, all uh, how was your experiences in uh, WCW? Um, that was a tough run, uh, WCW. There was a lot of ego back there. Uh, a lot of fights back in the dressing room. Uh, you know, I had a company that went from $80 million to the good to $60 million to the bad in a year. Uh, but, brother, I made a lot of money. <laughs> uh, but it was real tense, real tense time, man. You know, real tense time. Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to go, though. I know, right? Uh, I really don't want to. <laughs> I'm just getting to know him. Okay, uh, Rod Pod, um, you know, like Amazon and... And like the fly, game fly, you know, get a game and stuff and pay the bills. Uh, Steve Simone, you know, um, Chris Holloway, Pot Hop Network, Justin Edbrook, Gil Brenton, uh, my son, my business partner. Uh, thank you for having me, Frank Kramer. Uh, I don't know my sound man's name. Your business partner? Pardon? Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace? Ice. Ice, Johnny Ice, very cool. You do. I love your inserts. You know, all, everybody improvs here. Um, uh, that's your business partner right there out in the, in the hallway. Yeah. Partner, yeah. Doesn't he look like a really young Morton Downey Jr.? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, when I saw him, I was like, Wow! Morton Downey Jr. with a fire I know. WrestleMania Five, baby. You betcha. <laughs> I was right after I mean, we DMC. Traditional Irish poem for those who love us. May God bless for those who don't. May God turn their hearts. And if he can't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we recognize them by their limb. Good night. We will see you next time someplace if I'm alive. Goodbye. Scotland, here I come. So much fun. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.